Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, nerds, and welcome to a special all-Apple edition of the Engadget podcast. I am Terrence O'Brien. Joining me this week, uh, <laughs> a very smiley uh, Michael Gorman to my left, our editor-in-chief. Welcome, sir. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me, Terrence. I can tell you're super excited. I am so excited to talk <laughs> Apple stuff. All the Apple stuff. Yes, all the Apple stuff, which we will get to shortly. I'm going to win all the segments, by the way, just at the outset. Call them a shot. All right. <laughs> Uh, to my right, executive editor, Christopher Trout. Hello, Queens. And down at the end, familiar face, Dana Woolman, managing editor. Hello. 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 You sound like you had a little bit of a rough night and a rough day. Rough yesterday, rough today. <laughs> it puts the lotion on. Or it gets the hose. <laughs> This is getting real weird <laughs> and real creepy real fast, everybody. It's okay, guys. I'm a lawyer. It's okay. Everything's safe. <laughs> I'm an employment lawyer. That's right. Which Liar. means you are always appropriate <laughs> yes. and professional. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm required to by law. Yeah. And you make yeah. sure that we're, we're on that, that page. I always. am. I keep us on the straight and narrow. That's what I do. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Uh, nobody believes that. <laughs> But maybe the re- maybe the watchers do. Maybe the listeners at home do. They Are we might. letting them in on a big I'm secret? Persuasive that <clears throat> you're <laughs> that he's what that I'm, uh, that I'm a miscreant and ne'er do well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They'll find out. Is shortly. that a secret? I yeah. think that's a a pretty dude. That's the best kept secret well in tech. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, As was the iPhone Seven. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Very very well kept se- secret. Um, <laughs> so. I'm super excited about this. We I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. Are you? Are you super excited? <laughs> uh, we are going to start as we do every week with Flame Wars. Everybody knows how this works, but I'll say it again anyway. Uh, Trout, Gorman, you guys are going to have 20 seconds each to make your opening statements as we debate the biggest topics of the week, mm-hmm. at which point I'm going to give you one of these and cut you off, and I'm going to be... Shut up, Terrence. <laughs> 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 I've been waiting to do that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's usually my job back in New York. Yeah, great. Do you do, do you do that like when you guys are just talking at your desk? Oh yeah, I, I specifically sit next to Terrence so I can just hit the button. Every time before we start rolling for the actual podcast, Dana just sits there and cuts me off like every thirty seconds. Just yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Maybe one say. day I'll be on either the pro or the con side, but my brain cells are all dead after yesterday's Apple event. So it's really better if I'm just the arbiter of yes. correctness. At Mine too. Of- it was definitely the Apple event that did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening, whole lot of air quotes going on here. Right. Oh, sorry about that. I gesture <laughs> lewdly yeah. now. Yes. No, you should keep gesturing because if y'all are just listening, also watch on YouTube. Then you can see the gestures. Yes. Uh-huh. Do it's both better. things. Yeah. Subscribe in iTunes um, and then get an Android phone and subscribe in all of the things on that. Then do the YouTube. Watch the show like three or four times. Really yeah. dig in. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. For those listening, I will not be gesturing ludely. Sorry. I am currently. That's a lie, Dana. But Stop only lying to listen. our listeners. <laughs> Um, let's start with, I think, my favorite thing to happen yesterday. Um, and we're just going to go straight with the question. I'm not going to do any setup here. Um, Michael? Yes. Was it courageous of Apple to take the headphone jack away? So, so (laughs) courageous. It took an indomitable force of will and intestinal fortitude, the likes of which I think we've never seen in corporate America before, if I'm really honest about this. I mean, you know... It takes a tremendous amount of courage to knowingly incur the impotent rage of thousands and thousands of opinionated bloggers. <laughs> hashtag I'm with Schiller. Hashtag corporate courage, y'all. He was uh, gesturing lewdly just then. Yeah. Very, very lewdly. <laughs> um, Trout, you, you, you don't think this was courageous, I guess? 
That is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> wow. By the way, right to an F-bomb. Just right. Well, I mean, come on. The definition of courage, strength in the face of pain or grief. Mm-hmm. It does not take courage to get rid of a headphone jack. It takes a lot of money and a captive audience, which Apple has. Yeah, dude, but the whole internet exploded in rage. Did in it? grief. They're giving Apple all kinds of grief. And they knew it. That's why he said courage when he first said it, because he knew he was going to catch heat. They knew they were going to catch heat for that. I would go into detail about real acts of courage, but I don't think I really have to, considering we're coming up on the anniversary of September 11th. So we'll leave it at that. True. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. By the way, 9-11 is my birthday, too. It was really not smart, yeah. Oof. That is, yeah, I didn't really. I wasn't planning on (laughs) dropping that. But, (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) um, man, yeah. That's like that was the that was the argument of equivalent of, of calling Michael Hitler, by the way. Yeah, that's like it kind of just kills everything. It's like, oh, all right, well, there you go. So Dana? <laughs> I mean, I think I made my opinions known in the live blog I was writing yesterday, which is that But not your opinions. Which of them was more convincing? That's the important I mean, thing. Trout, I'm a little biased, but whatever. Duh. Um <laughs> That I'm so like, I'm so much more convincing. That was a triumph shrugging. So courageous, but also, <laughs> might I add, how much time did Phil Schiller have to think about how he was going to sell the iPhone buying public? On how, and how many people it were was behind like a, him? It was like a procrastinator's response. Like he, like the dog ate my homework. Like quick, I have to. Oh, I didn't think about this. Oh, okay, courage. <laughs> and but you know he had other reasons for why people um, should be okay with the no headphone jack thing. I don't legit even know. reasons too. Like yeah, like the space savings, um, the future. Right. I mean the move toward wireless. I don't even know if he needed to start lead with. Current. He didn't. He just, just needed to explain was, why they made the choice. But that's like, like that's Apple. That's all people style. want to know. That's Apple yeah. style. You got to make it, it bombastic. You got to make it a little big baffling, deal. unnecessary, yeah. and he had so much time to think about it. And that's the best. Well, it, I, I would say not only did he have so much time to think about it. Apple's huge. Like they've got a PR department, right? Like he didn't write that. No, somebody else did. Serious doubts. Phil Schiller came up with courage. Well, yeah. well there's we probably were, a team of people. Yeah. When we were uh, talking about this yesterday, when we were planning for the show. You know, let's move away from the 9-11 thing a little bit, but yeah, sorry. Apple should, we were saying that Apple should know that this was probably a bad choice anyway, because this is a company that has done courageous things in the past. I mean, you can argue that standing up to the FBI uh, in the face of the iPhone from um, the San Bernardino shooter, like that took yeah. courage, whether you agree or disagree with their stance. Wasn't that the one act of courage that we could come up with, though, really? I mean, it like, was. I mean, what dri- what drives a, a multinational corporation is not uh, sort of these these great sort it's of... It's disingenuous to use those that kind of terminology when yeah. you're talking about selling product. Right. It just is. It always will be. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Using that terminology is disingenuous. I would say maybe not paying your taxes. Also very courageous. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Well, I would I would say not only not paying your taxes, but like defending it, defending your choice not to pay taxes, like very aggressively the way Apple has uh, holding the tax revenue ransom takes... and being like maybe with a new administration, yeah, we'll bring our taxes that's back not, to the but that's U.S. That's not courageous. That's just dickish. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's like you're incurring the wrath of public opinion, which is what they did this time too. Like yeah. whatever. It's not. It would be more courageous, I think, if Apple were legitimately afraid of falling iPhone sales. Let's say fear. Sure, if they the expected to sell fewer yeah. iPhones they as a result people, of this, but they expect sure. people to buy the phones anyway. Yeah. Well, because they know we will. Which like, means courage is irrelevant. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Moving on. Moving yes. on. Uh, so, travel. So I say corporate courage. By the way, what did you say at the beginning of the episode, dude? I I cannot. Listen, Dana's incompetence as a judge does not reflect <laughs> upon my ability to persuade the masses. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And now I'm not going to win any. See, I've already built in. That just gave me the excuse for why I'm going to lose the rest of them because now Dana is biased against me. No, you lost the competition, and now he is my favorite boss parent. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, girl. It's okay. I still have the best hair. I beg to differ. Mm. Right? You can't you can't see just these braids, braids y'all. Just braids. It's true. Just Unless you're watching on YouTube. Uh-huh. At which point you can now. see the braids. Uh-huh. And they're pretty good braids. Thank you. They are, Did them do- myself. They're dope <laughs> braids, but they're no they're no they're no Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, man, they're not flowing locks like I have. Moving on. <laughs> Sorry everybody, really. Um, <laughs> you're welcome for that digression on Harry. You're going to love this. 
so if you didn't read it, um, you should go. There will be a link in the place later in like, you know, underneath the video on the web page and all that stuff. <laughs> a link in the place. Like a link in the place. <laughs> uh, it's very helpful. <laughs> Terrence is also exhausted from (laughs) too much Apple. Yes, too much Apple. Um, So uh, Sean Buckley wrote this really great piece about um, Nintendo losing a little piece of its identity when it decided to bring Mario to iOS um, and mobile phones in general. Yep. Um, Definitely worth a read. But I know that you seem to disagree with this, Trout. You're going to... Tear one of our editors a, a, a sure. I totally disagree, and I know way more about uh, gaming than Sean Buckley, our resident gaming expert. Uh, so, is it time? Yeah, yeah, you're already going. I'm you're... already going. Uh, so, Nintendo's uh, reputation is for falling profits at this point. So, I'm really not really not sure what we're what we're talking about here. I mean, it's known for Mario, children's toys, and falling profits. Gorman, would you like to uh, address that? Address that somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I do think it it dilutes the Nintendo brand, and it goes directly contra to what the company has said they were all about for years, which is we build specific hardware that allows us to deliver games and gaming experiences that you cannot get anywhere else. And mobile games, they've always said that like that devalues the product. You know, when you you can put any kind of crappy game on on mobile, and Nintendo's not about that. They're all about quality games, and that's their thing. Uh, have you played the game? I haven't, but I've played like. So, so you know uh, it's you know it's not quality. I know what kind of game it is, and I've played many mobile games that are like it, and it's nothing like a Mario game. I mean, you can find... It looks exactly like Mario. Well, Mario! It looks like it, but the game the game <laughs> mechanics, that's where Nintendo's always been brilliant, and that's where they've done their most magic with Mario. And the game mechanics on this have been done in countless other games that have been on mobile for years now, so they aren't innovating here. It's literally just how can we put Mario on phones and... Well, it's how, ca- how can Nintendo stay relevant, like... They're not going to do that with obviously with the Wii U or any of the other things that they've come out with over the past couple right. of years. So, yeah. well, I mean, on an it, iPhone because that's what works. Yeah, well, it's because there's a, it's because there's a shitload of iPhones out there, and that's also a big Android. economic opportunity. Yes. Like you said, falling stock prices. There's a huge market that Nintendo hasn't tapped, so they're putting games on it to do that, but not because it abides by Nintendo's ethos of quality and. So let me expenses. just ask before I weigh in. Um, is there an implied S word in this story? Meaning, Shit. No, meaning sellout. <laughs> oh, yes. I think that's sort of the idea. This is. reeks of a business decision to me, not of a creative, like, this is what the company has been all about. What? Again, what is the company all about at this point? Like, I, I feel like their reputation has been sullied so much over the past couple of years that it doesn't even matter. It's like, just try to, try to stay relevant in any way that you can. What they really should have done is come out with this thing years and years and years ago. Yeah, I mean, they, if, and then if they, they could have been an business, innovator in that way. I don't, you know, I, I think that Nintendo continues to take risks. You know, you look at the the Wii U, and that was, and like from starting with the Wii, the Wii U, like these are things that people were like, this is crap. It can't do graphics as good as the Xbox One and the PS4. How is the Wii U going to compete? Whatever. And it was dependent upon this unique weird kind of experience with this gamepad and stylus and all this stuff that was weird for a console but again they're pushing the envelope they're trying to do something different and they're giving you a unique value proposition with Nintendo and based clear, on the mechanics and the software and everything here the uniqueness is literally Mario on your phone nothing else about the game is new or all that interesting if you ask me yeah and i mean and and i think it's important to also note that while the Wii and the Wii U are viewed kind of as failures in that they didn't sell as much as the PlayStation 4 and they didn't sell as much as the Xbox um, and they aren't as powerful as those things. They are both devices, though, that did eventually kind of find their niche and build an audience over time, I think, in a way that maybe those other consoles didn't. They, like Apple, have that captive audience. And I think, you know, I think it's interesting that these two specific companies are matching up and I do think there might be something to this idea that it is watering down the brand, though. I don't know. I actually just did a control, uh, did a word search in Sean's story, and he doesn't mention Nintendo's um, Mimoto app, does he? No. No. Um, that's kind of so an iPhone thing. Right. I mean, so Nintendo has been on mobile before, yes. right? Yep. Um, they partnered with a third-party company to build They've been on mobile before, actually, I think, in more brand-diluted, obscure ways. 
Um, but like the core stuff, like Zelda, Mario, like their tentpole IP has never shown up on mobile before now. Yeah, that's yeah. the big difference. And that's because like those are the core kind of things to Nintendo, and they those have always been only on Nintendo's software. But isn't if we're if we're accusing I mean, Nintendo of being off brand, isn't yep. a Mario game less off brand than? Some so it's so on random brand. random social network. Well, I think the me the meme moto thing was meant as like a companion piece. It wasn't necessarily about extending the IP to a new platform. It was building around this uh, experience that they already had, that was basically a social network anyway on the game console. I mean, it's these oh, it's an, ex- it's that, an yeah. extension of uh, whatever. The that popular weird game me thing. things, yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, but again, we're 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 struggling to come up with the name of a very very popular Nintendo brand. Yes, which shows you that the brand has already been diluted. Well, final question for you, and keeping this Apple themed, if we went back and looked at things Apple did that it for a long time said it wouldn't do, adding a stylus to a tablet, going with a bigger screen phone than it said it would, was Apple? betraying its roots? Was it diluting its own brand by doing things it had previously said it wouldn't do? Yes. <laughs> Short answer. I mean, I think that they were, for the se- for the exact same reasons, you know, you've seen Apple over the past several years uh, make things that are going to be that they believe there is a market for and that can be economically successful. Um, but I also think that this is why you've seen um, – iterative updates to their hardware that doesn't mean it's not good they don't they still make very beautiful things or you know but it's a lot of playing catch up it's a lot of bringing in things that other makers have made and they might execute it better or it looks better or whatever but you know it's been said a lot but there hasn't been anything like truly unique or revolutionary about the new products that apple has rolled out in the last couple of years and it's i'm not saying that they should be able to do this every year but that's that's what apple was known for it was like these world-changing devices that were totally new genre-defining things and since then they've created bigger versions of those things that they've already made or smaller versions or cheaper versions or whatever or they kill the headphone jack which is a bold move whether you agree with it or not right, right. like they, but the design they're still of the doing phone things that other people are not doing still looks like it could be an HTC phone i think the bigger debate we're having now is is there any shame in adapting to the market and what consumers seem to i'm want? not saying i'm not saying i'm not commenting on whether it's shameful or not i'm just calling it out for saying like you are making choices that are not based on what you have said your your kind of corporate philosophy and ethos is in the past, yes, right? And you should that never, doesn't mean it you can't change. Never be allowed to change. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Do not evolve. The question Please is: Have they have they done that? Yes, they have changed their stance on that for what appears to me to be purely economic reasons, which is diluting their brand of like innovation and doing that. Because if that's your focus, if that's what the company is all about. You should be making – that's your first kind of bar to clear for decision-making, not is there a market, can we make a, sh- a shitload of money off I of this? I think what Michael's trying to say is evolution is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know that's true. And so Nintendo wins, has right? a constitution like the United States that it really has to abide by. Precisely. Yeah. 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 No, uh, to my mind, I'm not criticizing whether or not they can. I mean, I think it would be better if they just owned it and said we're doing this because it's a huge market and we can make a lot of money doing it. Right. You're just you're falling apart. But when you're talking about (laughs) when you spent years saying, like, we only do Nintendo IP on Nintendo built hardware and these two things go very closely together. And that's what we're all about. And now all of a sudden you're not doing that anymore. When you've said for years, that's what your brand is about. You're diluting the brand. You are. I feel like this is like that one presidential debate where that one guy just keeps on falling apart and the other guy is just like really good at it. Well, I mean, you can change That's the question. That's very specific. Thank you. This is not a critique. Exactly this is an observation. Mm-hmm. That's all. I'm not commenting on whether or not I think Nintendo's making the right move or a bad move or whatever. I'm just saying, like, it is a change, and it is diluting what they have said previously that they're all about. And they have yet to say that anything's different. Change is wrong. All right, Terrence, on what premise do you want me to grade this question? I mean, I... Hair quality. Quality of hair. The fundamental question is whether or not building mobile games is a betrayal of Nintendo's identity, because it is a thing that they've said they ha- wouldn't do before. And so we have to dis- you have to decide. I mean, you got to define the identity first. So I'm defining the identity as Nintendo builds unique software experiences that are 
kind of connected to their hardware. These things go hand in hand, and that's what Nintendo has always said they were all about. You've had your 20 seconds mm, or whatever. A lot more than 20 A lot more. <laughs> yeah. Dana? This is a tough one. I mean... Do we need to flip a coin? So, I think Gorman is technically right that... Um, Technically right isn't what we're looking for. Who made the stronger argument? <laughs> this is a de- this is a debate competition, not a factual one. Really. True. This is not a hair show, even no. though it seems like it. Yeah. Okay. If I have to land somewhere, I think that saying that they've betrayed their identity is a bit hyperbolic, um, especially because what they're promoting here is still a really old, beloved franchise so you're giving the point to trout yes okay Booyah! but by a smaller margin than the previous question well i take my job very seriously i'm looking forward to updating the leaderboards by the way tomorrow and putting you right right at the at bottom, the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> editor-in-chief michael gorman zero points uh-huh. so you have one last opportunity to redeem yourself michael okay um, and figure we should talk about the Apple Watch Series 2, <laughs> which is, by the way, the greatest name, clearly. Series, Series 2. two. Um, I guess, is, is the Apple Watch finally the sort of device that will make smartwatches the, a thing that people need to own? <laughs> uh, definitely, absolutely, 100%, no. Uh, the Series 2 is, I mean, it's... It's improved as a fitness wearable, which has kind of been its strength, and they're catching up to fitness wearables that have been out for a while. Um, It's still what I consider to be a pretty ugly timepiece. I wouldn't want it on my wrist. I don't want a rounded square parked on my arm all day. Um, And it's way expensive. No thanks. Your rebuttal, Mr. Trout? Uh, The... Apple Watch looks like an iPad, an iPod Nano, right? Is it the Nano that's that? The Nano, the old, the old Nano. It looks like you're wearing an iPod Nano, and I don't care if it's better for running or doing whatever. They got rid of the gold one, which was the only one worth shit, and now they're <laughs> saying like, throw an Hermes strap on there. Big fucking deal. Um. So you both sound pretty distinctly con on this. I'm pretty sure I was pro. I said something. Yeah. Pro. I'm actually way into the Apple Watch. Can't you tell? I just talked about it. You can still you can still send little doodles of you know flowers or dicks or whatever to <laughs> your sweeties and heart heartbeats and heartbeats. You can send creepy heartbeats across and the super globe. creepy weird animated emojis and like thumbs up. Oh, and Pokemon Go. Okay, I'm now, in. now you're in. <laughs> I just bought four of them. <laughs> yeah, gotta catch them all, right? Uh, Pikachu on on your on your wrist. I think you have to have your phone out for that, though. Yeah. I feel like somebody said that yesterday. Yeah, I don't think it works. It's just like, it's like a notif- you're still just getting like notifications. That's handy. Mm. So it, it will tell you when there's a Snorlax that's a Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody tell me that's a Pokemon. I don't know, man. Snorlax is nearby. Snorlax. What it should do is it, sh- it should have like uh, some like built-in gadgetry, like some go-go gadget kind of stuff. <laughs> You like press a button and it pepper sprays somebody. Stuff like shoots Ooh. out of it. Yeah, okay. That would make it a must own. I could see that. Yeah. Any it other? Still ideas? wouldn't make it a must own because it's still ugly. Okay. I bought four, so I'm pro. Yeah. <laughs> Dana. Well, Gorman made some very fine arguments. You <laughs> kind of just recited the debate scene from Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, basically, you want to make room at the kitchen table for the Hadians and just rearrange things in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, But, yeah, I I agree with what Gorman has said. Yeah! Um, On the board! On the board! What was the difference? (laughs) I am a more compelling orator, Christopher, clearly. Yeah. No. Point, Gorman. So, Dana, you're now fired. (laughs) Well, then. Who names her kid Trout, am I right? (laughs) Mona. (laughs) Who's the boss is the real question. For those listening at home, my mom. Tony Danza, that's who the boss is. I've had repeated conversations with my mom who doesn't quite or hasn't understood that Trout is Christopher's last name and not his first name. Surnames are not given. Who names their child Trout? They are received. (laughs) 
I, um, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> so we end two to one. Trout, you win. You will be at the bottom of the leaderboards tomorrow, Michael. I look forward to that. That's going to be fun. Uh, but let's move on to open source and talk to you, Dana, about covering what very well might be the last Apple event we're invited to. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I just purchased four of their watches. Except there will probably be one next month about MacBooks, so I've got to... Go oh, hopefully they don't, they don't listen to this podcast before then. <laughs> also, how many of us are uh, using Apple devices right now? Um, I mean, like, let's be real. Yeah, I mean, also, to be clear, though, mine's Corporate laptops. Issues. I've got a MacBook and a very striking Apple Watch 10. <laughs> that is a very striking Apple Watch 10. Yeah. It does, It does. I mean, like, as watch tans go, that's pretty impressive. Pretty high contrast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were a pale human. Mm-hmm. So were you. Yes, yeah, true. Was. <laughs> she was. Was a pale human. Yeah. Um, so tell, tell me, but also tell our readers a little bit about what it was like on the ground yesterday. Don't I, tell Trout, though. I will never be invited to an Apple event, um, most likely. I have never covered one before. Um, I probably never will. So I'm kind of interested to know what it's like on the ground, just because, I mean, I have experience being at CES and doing these things, but I understand Apple's a little bit different. It is as much an athletic endeavor as it is an intellectual one. Um, it really is like being new, a different analogy. It's like being a contestant on a really sadistic game show. Like full contact supermarket sweep? Yes, exactly. Like supermarket sweep. One of those Japanese like murder games. Well, like a prank show. (laughs) Murder games? Right. It it feels uh, like a prank show. Most extreme challenge. Yeah. So here's, here's a day in the life. And yesterday actually was not the worst I've had. Um, it went fairly smoothly as far as Apple events go. If you are a reporter, you line up, I would say around 7.30. Um, Some people get there even earlier. But the thing is, that initial line outside the venue is just to claim your badge that lets you inside. Once you're inside, um, you you get breakfast. That's one thing Apple is really good at, is giving finger-friendly foods to the reporters. It's nice of them to feed you after making you stand outside all day. And by the way, can we mention, like, you get there at 7.30, the event doesn't actually start for another two and a half hours. It's, yeah, so here's what happens. At about 8 a.m., you're let into the building, at which point you get your really, really tasty um, breakfast sliders. Um, Chris, I don't know what he was eating. It was some sort of, like, cone filled with breakfast sludge. And we were talking about Chris Velasco, by the oh, way. Oh, so that does not sound yeah. good. How does that even he look good? He said it was yeah. good. Um, breakfast sludge in a cone. To, uh, mm. Well, to be fair, this comes, this comes from the woman who gets angry when I don't give her half my bagel. True. <laughs> so, like, basically anything looks good. Um, oh, there were mini quiches. Those were really tasty. Um, so. What Something with like bacon. cheese and bacon or something. Yeah, there was another one. Maybe I, I, they, spinach. They tasted good. Mm. That the flavor was good. Mm. And well seasoned quiches. <laughs> so you have that like an athletic event. I mean, so if you're with marathoners, you have all my runner friends are turning to each other before the race, and they're like, "Did you poop? Did you poop? Did you poop?" And here it's like, "Oh, did you get your bathroom break in? You know, did you pee?" Because for the next two and a half hours or three hours, there is no bathroom. There is no bathroom break. So the discussion is around uh, urinating, not defecating. Yes. Yeah. We're a civilized bunch. Right. But marathoners. Journalists don't shit. No. <laughs> no fecal matter involved. Um, so, yeah, you are, you're, you're bracing yourself, like, for an athletic event. You, you, you need some sustenance. You need to pee before it all happens. And then so what happens is you're in the venue, and you're let in around 8 a.m., and the they open the doors to the auditorium around nine. So you've got about an hour to um, schmooze and talk to your fellow journalists. And this is actually sincerely one of my favorite parts of every Apple event. It's, yes, these are our competitors, but they're all nice people. And you really remember that. not all of them. 99%. Most of them. You know who you are. Um, Nice people, and they're in the same boat. Um, tons of commiserating. We are all bracing ourselves for a long day. We're expecting some things to go wrong. Collective suffering bonds people. Yeah, yeah, so we're bonding. And what's also happening is there are multiple doors to the auditorium. And Apple, their on-site staff never tells you which door is going to open, letting you into the auditorium. That is so sadistic. I know, man. Yeah, but, you know, Google it's kind of like... Google does the same thing at Iowa, by the way. I don't it's really stress irritating. about it anymore. It's like an episode of Star Trek where everything... Um, always ends up okay at the end. What is that thing that... Um, happy ending. 
what is the, the, the that's something else the thing <laughs> very different the thing that happens at the end of a Star Trek episode that um, always works and saves the day or at the tricorder something um, I don't know what you're talking about Scotty yeah, so <laughs> Scotty Tea, always Earl Grey hot. The, day. the thing that ends with him saying, "Mr. Spock, it just might work." I don't know. I you did I just out nerd all of you? Jesus, I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't watch OG Star Trek. I'm yeah. I'm anti Shatner. Shatner after our little Twitter episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pro Shatner because come on, y'all, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's anyway. pretty hilarious. Yeah. And I mean, and he did record the Transformed Man. Just gonna say it. Like, what is that? Which is yeah, that's fair, but still. His album. He also did those uh, Priceline negotiator commercials. So. All of which is to say, I don't stress about the auditorium doors anymore. So what happens when they finally Violence the happens. Yeah. Um, Release the hounds! Oh, so I, I skipped the part where, where we all sort of figure out collectively which door is going to open. I don't know who figures it out first, but when we're all... How do you figure it out, though? It's a weird crowd mentality where it's like... I don't know, like TechCrunch, Slashgear, and Verge, and all these people are all lined up. They must be onto something. So we're all kind of feeding off each other, and it's this group herding mentality where we all kind of just coalesce around the same door, and that always happens to be the right door. And they've got to know something. Somebody's getting be- tipped off. It's that German. Mm. No, he's not even allowed. He dude. was there can- yesterday. Oh, he was. Oh, now that he's a Bloomberg, he's legit. He's legit I guess, now. To them. Okay. Yeah. So we're all coalesced around the same door, and um, you know, for a while, it's pretty loose and relaxed people are doing their peeing they're doing their eating not necessarily in that order are they they're doing their peeing at the door or hopefully simultaneously (laughs) they don't shit where they eat but they definitely urinate but the minutes tick by and you get closer to 9 a.m people start elbowing their way toward the door it gets really packed and everyone's wearing their gear backpacks because you need to carry a lot of stuff with you to cover this event you've got a backpack with your laptop your big heavy duty camera all your cables and whatnot, and so it's not just a mosh pit of jostling, but it's a mosh pit with backpacks. Is everybody wearing backpacks? Most people. That sounds like a nightmare. And you've got the broadcast crews who've got their like weapon-like monopods and tripods. Um, like both staffs. Yeah, I mean, way. stuff with which you could give someone a concussion yeah. if necessary. And so, so we're all in this mosh pit, and um, I don't like being jostled. I get cranky each time. I actually put on Twitter um, this aerial shot of what the crowds look like, and maybe now you can understand why I get both a little aggressive and a little loopy on Twitter leading up to these events. It's just either you get angry or you get slap happy. There's no other choice. Either and way, so, you're going to kick somebody's ass. Yeah, and so they open the doors, and um, Chris and I always had some sort of strategy that always falls apart. It's like... Are you going to be the lead this time? Um, no, Dana, you be the lead because um, you, you you're the runner. You have the, you're you're the fast runner. Um, so they open the doors and all the jostling and the elbowing starts. And people who otherwise you think are very nice might elbow you a bit. I, I got elbowed yesterday. Who's by, the who's the worst offender? Um, name names, not even like publications. I want to know people's names. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, then name the publications. And then we'll know who it is. I'll call I, so I don't know if there's one particular elbower. There are a couple known line jumpers who don't even necessarily arrive as early as everyone else, but weasel their way to the front of the line. Still not naming names, but I, I know who the line jumpers are. And I, I, I know who you are, too. And I'm shaming ear. you. Shame. Shame. Whisper it in my ear, Dana. <laughs> but, um, Woman's coming for you. So, and you know, you have the Apple attend, um, the on-site staff as the doors are opening, and they know what, what they're setting up. They know what they're doing, but they, they're like, it's like school children. Um, oh, so backtrack. This time, they had all of the journalists line up across the street this time from, from the venue. And when it was time to let us into the venue, they escorted us across the street, and we looked like preschoolers. Well, filing with into backpacks. this fucking backpacks. with our backpacks. Get it, can I get a juice box? <laughs> Were they handing out ecto coolers on your so way in? The, pre- the preschool tech journalists are escorted into the building. And then as the door to the auditorium opens, um, you have the on-site staff being like, no running, um, only fast walking. And we're all like, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get our seats. And this is another thing where I've learned to stress a little bit less because it always works out. You know, um, everyone is so amped up. We always get our seats. Um, I ended up sitting next to 
Chris, and here's the thing. You sit down, and then you competitively look around to see where your competition is. And it's like, yeah, we're a little more centered in the auditorium than so-and-so. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. Victories, yeah. Small victories, and um, so we're getting settled. And this time, this is one of the things that made this a better trip for us. The Wi-Fi in the venue was actually working. And you might be thinking at home, well, of course it was working. No, it doesn't always work. It's a rare and thing. Actually. It's not even just Apple. We've gone to tech press conferences from all sorts of tech companies where they have failed to give reliable Wi-Fi. And that like makes our jobs CES. very, very hard. Yeah. Um, Ironically, BlackBerry had the best internet at any event I ever covered. Yeah, actually, they had hardwired with like power bear. It was awesome. You know who usually has good internet? Google, which um, well, they should. They're an internet company. Yeah, yeah. They better. Um, but so Apple had good Wi-Fi this time. The last time back at WWDC in June, the Wi-Fi failed and um, I had to hop on the hotspot of the gentleman next to me who I belatedly found out was one of the co-founders of Pinterest. And handsome, right? And handsome. Oh, I could have killed Velasco. Um, he leaned in in a stage whisper and said, marry him. I, I, that, that so is, did you? No, he's married. Oh. Did you turn um, to him and make kissy faces, at least? I buried my head in, in shame. That is the most embarrassed I've been all year. Thanks, Chris. Um, and that also that also means that Dana's still single. So for any of you, uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> a new a new most embarrassed for the year. Yes. Hooray! <laughs> so um, this time I got online myself. The internet didn't cut out. I didn't didn't need to ask anybody to rescue me. Um, what they didn't have were power outlets this time, which is another way a place where it feels sometimes like a sadistic game show. It's like oh, your job is to work a long day, write a lot of things on a computer, um, but we won't give you power outlets at your seats or anywhere else in the venue. Yeah. Um, but that's they, why you all have all your backpacks and stuff, right? Because they're packed full of all sorts of portable chargers and whatnot. If you're a better prepared person than me, yeah. And there's no, But there's no portable chargers unless you've got a HyperMac or something ridiculous like that. There's yeah. no portable charger for your laptops. And that's heavy, which, you know... That's yeah, like a and these, these, these events are real long. Basically, you're just sitting there hoping that your your, your so, MacBook Air doesn't die. This is a new work-issued laptop, which means the battery hasn't depleted yet. So it lasted me the whole day. I didn't need to recharge, um, and that was fine. But in previous events, even the last one, I've been stuck with an aging laptop whose battery is really on its last legs, and that's been a problem. Yeah. Um, I think Velasco yesterday either ran out of battery or came very close. Yeah. Well, especially when you start processing, like, photos and video, man, you're cooked real quick. Yeah, so, um, and it's not just Apple, by the way. We've been to other events from other companies who also failed to give us power outlets. And it's things the readers at home don't get. Um, But, yeah, our jobs are very difficult on these days for a whole lot of reasons. Um, So that's just the live blog portion of the day. Um, The live blog ends, and we get to the hands-on area. Oh, my God, the hands-on area. So do, are you like, are, like you, pit, right? are you ushered over to a specific device and, and told? Well, so there's, um, we're directed or... again to the hands-on area. Again, it's all no running. There's a line. So you needed to get in there quick. And actually, I didn't realize how, I didn't realize that Chris and I were actually pretty quick to get in there. We get in, we get our hands-on photos. And this time it was pretty civilized. I was able to walk right up to the Nike watch and start taking photos and um, play with it, have uh, an on-site Apple person give me a demo. So again, that's another area where this year was pretty smooth. But in previous years, you go in and there's way more journalists than there are. Yeah, there's elbowing and the people, the journalists who are lucky enough to get the devices first in their hands, don't let go of them. They monopolize them. They um, will smirk upon their competition who are unable to get hands on. Who? Uh, not naming names, but Whisper again, I've been there. It's it's a lot of broadcast TV people are the worst. Oh, they they are. They, are they the really worst. are. And um, like the problem is, is Apple enables them because they don't give a shit about anybody else. Yep. Um, broadcast TV, like not local. Um. No, I mean, they prioritize national, at least when I've been. Part of the thing with the broadcast people is that it's not just the person with the microphone. They've got their um, their 
camera person with the heavy heavy equipment that makes them physically imposing like if i bring you and you're my camera guy and you've got whatever the thing is the, the big camera on your shoulder you are like my bodyguard you're like my muscle man um and if it's just me from engadget with um my olympus camera um i'm a little outweaponed yeah. and outnumbered um and definitely outsmarted because we all know broadcast journalists are the, the brightest bulb. <laughs> <laughs> so are, again, are we just making it a point to start a fight with broadcast journalists at this point? Yeah, so we're doing all right. Not. Yeah. No, man, it just irritated because they get first dibs, dude. It makes our life so, harder. Again, this time was pretty. It was pretty smooth, but it's, it's been real ugly in the past. And this time, at least, there were fewer hands-ons that we needed to do. There was really just Chris took the iPhone iPhones, I took the two Apple Watches, and there were no other surprises. Um, Except one for event, this, So this wasn't... That was a surprise. Oh, yeah. This wasn't an Apple event, but do you remember when Microsoft surprised everyone and announced the Surface Book at, that, a, at in, that press event? a five-hour-long yeah. press event? So that, that fucked up our plans that day because it was like, oh, shit, someone now has to also do, do, do that do and muscle for that too but so anyway yeah there were fewer products today i think last time we had the iphone but we also had the ipad pro on the same day and there was some sort of apple tv news that day and that was stressful and so um what happens is apple um shuts down the demo area after a certain period of time so this is where it really feels like a game show and feels like supermarket sweeps you it is a timed competition you have a certain amount of time to get in there get your photos get your go for hands all on, the stakes and diapers. get everything you need and get out do it in a certain amount of time and get your job done do all the work you have to do and do it well yep and try not to get injured in the process so what happened last year that didn't happen this time thankfully is i actually got hurt at the event um so you leave the hands-on area. There, there aren't always, it depends on the venue, there aren't always places to sit. This time I, I sat down on a stairway, and that was great because I could put my butt someplace, right? Um, there was a previous year I was just seated, seated on the floor somewhere with my legs out in front of me, and I'm pecking away furiously. And then someone, another journalist walks by. Broadcast journalist, probably. Probably. He accidentally drops his MacBook charger, of all things, it lands from a few feet, falls a few feet, lands on my shin bone. Ooh. Which I think that that captured um, really perfectly what it's like to cover an Apple event. You, Getting kicked you, in the shins. You will work yep. hard. You will be tired. You will be um, seated on the floor. You will not have a place to put your butt. And you will get injured, and you will get injured by an Apple product. Mm. Yes. Sounds about right. It's the Apple equivalent of Battle Royale. No. Yeah. Um, but the readers at home don't care. I mean, I think you guys are very interested in what I'm saying, but <laughs> at the end of the day, all you want are, um, and I don't blame you, what you want are, um, you want clean copy, you don't want us making typos, you yep. want a comprehensive, informative take on what we've just seen, yeah. and I don't blame you. Yeah, um, quickly. But that is a very difficult job challenging. to achieve, to accomplish under the circumstances. Yep. So now we know what goes into that, all of the top-notch coverage that we do. And, you know, I think we do a pretty damn good job. Go us. Yep. Um, let's take a step back and have our address our big topic for the week in group chat and do a quick State of the Union on Apple. Because I think we all kind of walked away from the event yesterday um, with a whole bunch of different thoughts about what the hell this company is doing at this point. Um, and I say, what the hell, in a derogatory way, <laughs> um, very clearly. And I think it, one of the things starts with, you know, this questionable removal of the headphone jack, um, which they make this case for, they talk about, they have their new Bluetooth earbuds. But there's all these weird choices. The, I, let's start with the earbuds. They basically just look like they cut the cable off yeah. of them. They're like... <laughs> Apple is supposed to be famous for their design chops and really building these innovative, beautiful products, and those earbuds are just terrible. Yeah, right? they look like they look like tiny weed receptacles to me. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I mean, y'all got to follow Trout on Twitter. You he, he dropped this knowledge bomb yesterday, by the way. Right. Well, like you know where the speaker is is carb, mm. and I still haven't figured out where you actually put the weed, but you could Barbie could smoke out of that thing. Yeah. It, 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 
does it seem to you guys at all like this is Apple kind of getting a little bit boring and doing a lot of the stuff that they previously would have railed against? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I probably find this stuff more boring than most people. I just, you know, I think because we cover it so uh, granularly and we're so close to it, it just, none of it really is all that shocking or exciting to me anymore, which mm-hmm. I know sounds incredibly jaded, but it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Apple's ear things, ear pod, earbuds, whatever, are any less exciting or any more boring than most of the stuff that we've seen this year. Yeah, I mean, to, yeah, I, I'm, I'm of the same mind, but it's just, I guess it's a stark contrast to at least the reputation that Apple has had for, for so long. Like you said, design, like this was literally, they took their existing product and just snipped the cord and shoved some gear inside of it. But there is no, they didn't redesign this. It's not, and it doesn't look that good in your ears. It looks weird. But isn't that what, isn't that what Apple's known for is not remaking the wheel or whatever you, whatever you call that terrible. Yeah. I mean, they invented the wheel with the iPhone. Right, but the, no, they didn't invent the wheel. I mean, that was the first touchscreen iPhone. I mean, that was a sea change, right? That was a big, huge deal. And I'm not saying everything has to be the iPhone. I mean, I guess the question here, is the problem the product or the fact that Apple wasn't first? First four, were we still talking about the earbuds? The wireless the, ear- Well, I think earbuds. I think if you're gonna be if you're gonna be second, you have to be best or right? at least better. And I think that I think that what what you're getting at is it's not necessarily better. I mean, we haven't used these things. Maybe yeah. you did yesterday, but we definitely have not. No. Uh, just design wise, it feels lazy. It, yeah, I mean, it, it feels that way. Another funny thing, by the way, about the event. I'm just going to give you one more behind the scenes detail. Um, some you, it was possible to get a demo of the AirPods, but what they were doing, there was a guy who was holding this tray of with with um, all the little square charging cases for the AirPods. They looked like deviled eggs on a tray, <laughs> except it was just a tray of, of headphones that you would kind of want to just take one and be like, oh, thank you. Like yeah. it's an hors d'oeuvre, like yeah. you know, glass just, of champagne. You know except- it just occurred to me, though, we're talking about this like wireless future. Like this is this is what we're talking about, right? This is what Apple talked about all of yesterday. Yeah. You still have to charge the, the things, so you've got another cord, yeah. right? Like, we're not we, actually getting rid of cords. We're getting rid of some of the in-between cords, I guess. Yeah, well, we're, I mean, adding, think, we're adding. We're adding a the cord. It's like wireless in use. Yeah, that's the that's the real thing. It's not like I mean, until we have wireless electricity. Yeah, but dude, like charge having to charge everything is such a pain in the ass, man. Yeah. Yeah. And now you have to do it with your headphones? Come on. Like, I'm not going to remember to do that. I know. I mean, I, I won't either. I mean, I like the idea of wireless headphones as a general rule, but, you know, like I said, it just feels lazy. And there is a little bit of, you know, Apple gets held to a higher standard, but I think that they've kind of earned that from us given what they've done in the past. Well, and if you're going to talk so, if you're going to, exactly, if you're going to talk about this stuff in in a way that is so over the top and talk about how, like, game changing your designs are, like, Deliver the AirPods yeah. do not. Well, I mean, and I think the the AirPods is part of a larger trend that I think I kind we kind of identified a little bit yesterday, which is just in general, it felt like they kind of phoned a lot of the stuff in. This should have been the iPhone where they did like a dramatic redesign. Mm-hmm. You know, that's generally they do their like every whatever two years it is that they do a real dramatic redesign. And this year for the iPhone Seven, it should have been that. Oh no, they. They dramatically redesigned it. They've got that that super black finish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have they have they have a black hole of a phone, right? Like, basically, but yeah, I mean, they talked more about spec bumps. Like yeah. when since when does Apple talk spec bumps? Like when is that the thing they get the you? focus? Yeah, of like, their presentations now. I mean, this is what's happened in the last couple of years. Like this is what this is what I was talking about earlier in the Nintendo. Do you think it's because users have become more sophisticated, and therefore people are more people are more likely to care about that stuff, or do you think it's just Apple being kind of weirdly? Uh, I think you got to have something to talk about for two hours, and that's what they've got to talk about. You don't have to do two hours either. Like this is this is a thing that I think that yeah. most tech companies forget. Mm. Yes. There is not a time length. There's no minimum length to a a presser. Nope. We don't need to be there for two hours. Dana's bladder can't handle it, <laughs> as we learned yesterday. I hear you, but this is obvious. I mean, that's what I think. That's where it comes from. Like, 
Apple does two-hour events. I don't know if that's like, but like, okay, so dictated internally, long, but though. they're always that long. And Microsoft does crazy lo long events. Google does crazy yeah. long events. I mean, they they all do that. Everybody could take a, a note from Sony, by the way, who yesterday launched not one, but two consoles, showed off a bunch of game footage in under an hour, and everybody went home happy. They're Sony like, hey. often just gets right to business and gets it over with yeah. pretty quickly. Well, Sony that. can't really afford uh, <laughs> the pomp and circumstance. That's fair. Um, that would be something in terms of the cadence of the press event if Tim Cook just got on the stage and said, Here's the thing, iPhone 7. Boom! That would be amazing. Would. I would be so much happier if- And then we all get a zip file like that. Yeah. Rather than walk out and like spend 30 minutes, you know, basically self-filating about how many subscribers Apple Music has, just tell us what the damn new product is and move on. You could shave like 30 minutes off of that at the beginning and another 30 minutes in the middle. And and actually you could get rid of all of the deathmatch stuff that you guys go through by just pulling an Oprah and being like, and you've got an iPhone under your chair! <laughs> That's what they should do. That would be awesome. Right? Yeah. Maybe Oprah should run Apple. Ooh, I like this. I like I'm in. This. I'm in. Right? She needs to. She needs to pivot pretty soon, mm -hmm. or at least run their events. Like, even if not take over the whole company. Although uh, dual cameras, <laughs> couch. She has. She has Tim Cook come in and sit down on the couch. They have a little conversation about the new iPhone. Then everybody gets an iPhone. Everybody yeah. loves it. Right. Done. I like that. But spec bumps for phones. You're welcome, Apple. By the way, we just helped you out. Spec bumps for phones. Yeah. I don't know if I can totally fault Apple for that, if only because the entire industry is running out of ideas. Yep. And if Apple were to take ideas, uh, take risks for risk's sake, it would probably end up with a wacky phone we wouldn't recommend. And that isn't Apple's style. Like, yeah. I think the thing is, is that like, every, you can complain as much as you want about how iterative things have become, but like, Apple is incredibly refined, right? Their products mm -hmm. are incredibly refined. There's a reason why so many people use them. There's mm -hmm. a reason why we're all using these computers for work. Like, Apple has great products. Yep. I know that Terrence might beg to differ on some, I, on some. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. say the, the reason I have a Mac for work is because I already own a PC and it's just easier to have both things in case there's apps and stuff I need to test. But Apple That's is, literally the only reason. Apple is not about experimentation, right? No. Like that would be off-brand so, for them. I mean, look at all the modular phones we've seen this year. They've been a mixed bag in terms of the user experience. I think that's putting it very politely. And we've had it's it's a, it's an understatement and we um, we've had critical things to say about each modular phone that we've tested. So I'm not disappointed, let's say, that Apple um, sat that one out. No, and I mean, I guess, I'm not trying to say that I wish Apple was more experimental necessarily, because also, let's be clear, anytime that Apple has gotten like experimental over the last couple of years, it's been kind of a failure or a, just a, like, yeah, the heartbeat thing, that's kind of experimental, but also weird and creepy in who uses it. He did. Um, I did. Yeah. I used to harass Dana with it. It was great. <laughs> or when they decided they were going to like experiment with social networking and did ping and like build social networks into yeah, iTunes. Yeah, that was. Yeah, who needed that? Yeah, but Apple's not good at software. So. <laughs> I guess is that true? Mm. I mean, who doesn't love Safari? <laughs> <laughs> really? No, I think what we need to talk about is iWork. Yes. Who doesn't love iWork? Okay. <laughs> what we can talk about, and this this is goes back to what we've been talking about, which is yeah. it was a really boring event. Yep. You do not show productivity software demos for products that are me too's. Yep. Like we have all been using Google Docs for to collaborate. How many Docs. years now? Yeah. We know about collaboration. We know how that works. Skype exists. <laughs> Google <laughs> Hangouts exists. Microsoft Office 360 exists. We didn't. There. We yeah. didn't need to spend 15 minutes on that yesterday. Oh. No, and it wasn't exciting or mind blowing or any of that. And in fact, like, I think that's the bigger thing here is like whether or not the products are super exciting or not. The events have gotten to a point where they're just kind of dull. Yeah. Like, we're not. I don't know. Dull for you, not again. Well, <laughs> not right. for I'm the, not, the athletic to... heroes um, covering the whole thing. <laughs> I'm, not having, I'm not having to fight to the death for yeah. a smartphone. Uh, so obviously it's a little less exciting for me, but that's like, 
it's less exciting for us. It's going to be less exciting for our readers, too. And that's, again, all they care about is is the show and the spectacle yeah. Yeah. To, to some extent. And how much do they, do they want to be, like, tied to a computer for two hours watching crappy productivity well, demos? Ju- judging from the page views from yesterday. <laughs> oh, they, they, they do a lot. I mean, j- just kind of in general, though, it was it seemed like a very un-Apple event. Getting even beyond the the boringness of an iWork demo, which was very much a Me Too thing, and the bizarre focus on spec bump, they also, like, blew their own announcement right before the event yeah. by tweeting out the iPhone 7 uh, pictures and announced not once, not twice, but three times before it was ever mentioned on stage and had to yeah. play. Like, it was just like a messy thing. It was, it, that was hilarious. Really yeah. And it was happening while Tim Cook was in the car with joking about leaks. Pharrell and yeah. whatever that guy's name is, joking about leaks. Yeah. And singing really poorly. Mm. Also, like, also singing a really terrible song. I, what was the song? I like happy, joyful Tim Cook. I mean, I don't have a, listen. No. I don't have a problem with. Tim, <laughs> He's like, no. I don't have a problem with Tim Cook, but this is Tim Cook's apple. Like Tim Cook's apple is not Steve Jobs' apple. It's just not, and it's not going to be the same. And that's fine. That is fine, and it's just not my style. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is this kind of that is the essence of all of these issues. I think you know we're talking about Apple makes more money. Well, maybe not than ever, but I mean they they're super commercially successful. Um, and that's largely due to Tim Cook's leadership. The guy is a brilliant businessman. But you don't have – he doesn't have the same charisma. He doesn't have the same kind of gravitas on stage at these events. I mean, these, this is this is why it is what it is. But they've tried to kind of hold on to that same um, – Mystique. Yeah, with by using Johnny Ive videos that are overwrought and Ugh. you know, you know what I mean? Like that's how they're trying to capture it. And it's just not it's not the same thing. And they haven't embraced the difference in their company necessarily. They're so overwrought those Johnny Ive videos yeah, that I, I love them for that reason. Do you? Uh, I wish somebody would like remove his vocal cords. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. god. I pr- I I uh, Yes, I it's like a little him. harsh, I know. But <laughs> it's nothing like a personal thing against him. I'm sure like he's a super nice guy. I just don't want to listen to him talk about the beauty of the curved be- beveled edges of something. I would anymore. love to listen wanna, to him would... talk while I'm trying to take a nap. Yeah. I would Fine. love to have him whispering sweet nothings in my ear late at if night. If you can <laughs> refrain red wine on a If on you a can refrain, which we do from parroting what he says breath, breathlessly and focusing on a how nice breathlessly focusing on how nice he sounds and the ridiculousness of the whole thing it's kind of great oh is it <laughs> you don't scare me that was a great Johnny Ive impersonation <laughs> oh I wasn't even trying he just, just whispers yeah but uh, you know I mean just to I I don't know what the like we're levying a lot of critiques at Apple for this stuff, and I, I don't necessarily have a specific opinion on what they need to change, but I do think that they need to let go of. Well, yeah, that's the that's the best idea, but like they, I just feel like I I wish that they would stop chasing Jobs' ghost in the way that they present these events. Yeah, and they would embrace what they are now and try to make that better instead of trying to keep doing what they've. Well, and they and they do this one more thing thing still, right? Like that was his thing. Yeah. That did not happen yesterday. Yeah. I thought Sia was a one more thing. Well, there's no like one more product thing, which no, they do it. They do it as a toss back and then bring out whatever Bono. musical act. Yeah, at least it wasn't Bono this. Time. And then they infect your computer with U two. <laughs> there are two conditions under which one more thing is a problem. If it puts my bladder in jeopardy, which it did yesterday, <laughs> or if it's another product that um, either means we have too much stuff to chase in supermarket sweeps, or if it's a product we weren't expecting. But usually, actually, the one more thing is a product we were expecting the whole time. Well, I mean, at this point, we're expecting everything. Like, Mm -hmm. you can write the live blog before it even happens, basically. There were some surprises yesterday. The Mario thing was... That was a surprise. surprise. Yes. That was, to be fair. Genuinely unexpected. Good job, Apple. Uh (laughs) Like, Apple didn't do that. The Pokemon thing was a surprise. I guess. But also felt like that that was going to, I mean, to me, I'm like, of course you're going to put Pokemon Go on. We didn't know about eventually. the Nike watch either, did no. we? Yeah. No, but that was another one. It's but is like, that real? That's just that, like, that's like a skinned Apple watch, watch right? It's yeah. just like a different graphical treatment, right? It's a, it's such a minor little thing. It's not like a real big surprise. Well, didn't Dana, Tim Dana, why don't Cook you tell us? Because you were excited about it, weren't you? The Nike watch? Yeah. Um, I think it's promising. Yeah. I mean, as as 
an avid runner and a user of running watches, this one looks like it might pass muster. Um, the big things that we couldn't figure out or really weigh in on yesterday were how accurate is the distance, distance tracking now that it has a GPS radio and how's the battery life? Actually, Apple didn't say a whole lot about battery life, so Which it's going to be up. And isn't it a smaller battery than in Series 1? Did I read that somewhere? Maybe I'm just making that up. Um, I'd have to fact check that. I'm not sure off the top of my head. But go on. Um, it, it seems promising. But yeah, I mean, the distance tracking and battery are both huge and aren't things we could really test. Are you buying the motivational things that they were touting all about that thing, about like the daily reminders to go run or whatever and the Sunday running parties? Does that appeal to you? No, I mean, for me, it's more that, in my opinion, Nike has a really slick app and is better at software than, let's say, Garmin, which also makes running watches. And even Apple's own workout app until now has not been very good. Um, I'm willing to revisit that once Watch um, Watch OS 3 comes out, which will include some workout updates. But I think Nike is better at workout software than both Apple and a lot of its competitors. So here's a question. Is the focus on sort of the uh, fitness aspect an admission that this is not the next great computing platform? Like, is Apple somehow admitting well, that? Well, that's only just one version of the of the watch, right? Um, it's true you can't get the solid gold one anymore. But, Lame. I mean, um, it was an ugly solid gold watch, to be fair. For but. most people, it, it I think most people will not be buying the Nike one, but the upgraded Series 2, which... Um, is actually, so they might be buying the Series 2. The original might still be a better bet because they've dropped the price. It's now 100 bucks less than the Series 2, but if you're just buying the original now, it'll come with the same processor as the Series 2 and the same OS. So what you're not getting in the original now is the waterproofing and the GPS radio, but if you're not an, a swimmer or a runner or an athlete, you might not care. Also, uh, but what do you use it for? That's what I'm saying. When I reviewed it initially, I was like, the fitness thing seemed like the most. So the notifications can be useful. Um, I don't think they... For Tinder. Yes. No. Does Tinder have an app for the watch? They do. Yeah. Huh. Can you swipe left and right on it? I don't know. I haven't used it, Trout. Okay, well, maybe you should. Don't make <laughs> assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> I want to use it now. But I mean, like, so, mess like, the, the notifications thing, okay, personally, I hate that. I get them on my phone. I don't need them on my wrist all the time. But, like, other than that, the fitness stuff was always what I figured. And this is from someone who is not Y'all, it is the perfect like, Tinder peripheral. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I So the notifications, I can live without them and am. But I happen to not be wearing the watch today because my watch is a little busted. It is not responding to a charge the way it normally should hmm. um, but I feel a little naked with without it I mean I can get my notifications but um, I got used to using it as an actual watch first of all and I got used to being able to glance at um, the time at my notifications and I'm getting a little fidgety <laughs> without it yeah. now she without does it, look like but isn't that, isn't that a bad thing that you're fidgety without it isn't that creating habits that cause anxiety like to me that's a bad thing are you trying to diagnose me I am the doctor is in uh-huh Get comfortable. Yeah, I'm, he's also a liar. He's I am, a lawyer and a doctor. I am a Renaissance man. I am many <laughs> things, Christopher. Don't I put me in I your box. Master of none. Yeah. <laughs> the I Michael think I'm Gorman less story. Rude with the watch than without. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting thing for the watch to do to you. We we can finish diagnosing her off yeah. air. I think. Yeah. Um, and we'll have a review of the Apple Watch and the new iPhone that everybody can read at some point. Um, and there will be an entire section on Tinder. Yes. We'll have a separate piece about Tinder on the Fifty app. Shades of Rudeness. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> so I don't think that we really solved anything for Apple. But no, we did. Okay. We did. Oprah. They're going to get Oprah. That's how they can fix everything. Mm -hmm. So please, I don't know which camera I'm looking into, but we'll go with that one. Apple, hire Oprah. Um, that's, that's, our, that's our final judgment. Um, guys, thank you for joining me. Um, this you. has been a kind of interesting, weird, all-Apple episode. You're welcome for making it the best podcast we've ever done. Yeah. It was Terrence, you two are testing my bladder, so. Yeah. And it's, it, you're, you're putting this on me. Who's yeah. worse, Terrence or Apple? <laughs> I'm going to drag this out real long now and talk 
<laughs> um, so, uh, listeners, watchers, readers, all of that, uh, please hit us up. Give us feedback. Tell us what you want to see, hear, all of that stuff. Uh, we can only make it a better show if you tell us what you like. So, uh, hit us up on Twitter. You can email us at podcast at engadget.com. Um, and you can also hit up these weirdos directly. Where can the people find you on the internet, Michael? At Numison, N-U-M-E-S-O-N, on Twitter, y'all. What's up? And you can find me on Tinder, Mr. Underscore Trout. <laughs> T-R-O-U-T, like the fish. Who Dana? names their child Trout? Your, your mom. <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, Dana, where can the fine people find you? I am at Dana Wallman on Twitter. It is my full name with no space. Uh, and I am at Terrence O'Brien. Lots of E's, no A's. Again, thank you for joining us. Don't miss next week's episode. Uh, subscribe, rate us in iTunes, all of that fun stuff. Uh, but before we go, I want to leave you with the comment of the week, which comes from Mojo Monkeyfish. This is relevant to me because I have cucumber fingers. <laughs>